Justin Trudeau's Liberals managing to win re-election last night, although they are now a minority government. Barry Kay was part of our global team with uh, the election breakdown last night and did a great job. So we've asked him to come back and join our show today. He is a political science professor at Wilfrid Laurier University. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Kelly. Thanks for being here. So how did the election results line up with your projections? Well, in some ways they were accurate, in some ways they weren't. Uh, the um, the Overall polls uh, were, were were not too far off. It suggested the, both the liberals and conservatives did a little bit better than uh, I think it was around 32 percent each um, in the late polls uh, last night. It ended up, ended up being 34 and a half, I think, for the conservatives, 33 for the liberals. The breakdown um, regionally, though, was a little bit different. Um, Toronto was totally swept by the liberals. Every seat in the uh, not, not just in the city. But frankly, almost everything in the 905, not everything, but just about, there were very few ridings in the 905 that, that, uh, that didn't go their way. Uh, in rural areas, uh, not so much. And of course, the, the big difference was um, how dramatically different the West, particularly the uh, Western rural areas, Saskatchewan and, um, and Alberta, rather, totally swept by the, uh, the uh, Conservatives, with that one exception of the Edmonton Strathcona seat. Uh, the the block the block gained not quite as much as as was expected. The general trends were accurate. The actual proportion and allocation of the seats was a little bit different. But uh, let me say, urban Ontario really went strongly liberal, not just in the areas where the liberals had done well before, but they actually picked up a seat in uh, in Windsor, which had been seen to be a fairly safe um, NDP seat on the east side, uh, Windsor. I think that's Windsor to Cumpsey, if I remember the name the name correctly. The Liberals are doing very well in urban Ontario. Some of that may be a backlash to Doug Ford. Uh, some of it may be just the fact that the uh, the message of Andrew Shearer uh, really didn't uh, didn't didn't catch on. When we sort of look toward the uh, the future, um, on, uh, Canada is going to be a much more divided kind of place. I'm afraid the the bloc reasserted itself in Quebec, not because Quebec is on the verge of uh, separatism at all, but because frankly, Quebecois, particularly those that don't live in the big urban centers, Montreal was pretty solidly um, uh, solidly liberal. But rural and sort of small town and even sort of the ex-urban areas between Montreal and uh, toward uh, Trois-Rivières, those are areas that, in fact, the bloc did extremely well. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing, um, I'm reluctant to use the word polarization because it's, it's so mu- much in vogue in the United States. I hope it's not. Okay, well, let's, let's use alienation then. Uh, yeah, there are clearly there are people that hate <laughs> hate Trudeau in a way I couldn't have imagined, and they uh, express themselves dramatically. Uh, Ralph Goodale getting uh, shut out of that one last liberal seat in Saskatchewan. Um, we, we are very much in a regionalized country. I think in terms of governance, if things are going to go better for um, Trudeau than they might have anticipated beforehand, he does not have to be dependent upon the bloc. He did well enough that the contingent of New Democrats is going to probably support much of the controversial part of his, of his legislation. Maybe there will be some gesture toward pharmacare. I don't think it's going to be a, a, a dramatic. I think it's going to be anything more of an incremental kind of change. Okay, let me just jump in because uh, I have a few questions, and by the time... Uh, I think I, if I, uh, I'll miss some of these because we're on topic here. So uh, Justin Trudeau won the minority, but he lost the popular vote. So how does that bode for his uh, the longevity of his government? You think he's going to be okay? Parliament works on seats, not on the popular vote. He will be okay so long as he keeps enough of the opposition parties in line, and that will include the, the NDP. The NDP's out of money. The NDP doesn't want an election in the immediate future. Is he going to have to learn how to negotiate and not dictate? 
Well, that's always a good uh, a good pattern in government, even when you have a majority. Of course, he's going to have to work with the NDP, knowing that, in fact, the NDP really doesn't want to defeat him. Uh, and that, in fact, it's probably going to mean a bit of a tilt leftward. I started to talk about pharmacare, maybe mm-hmm. something with regard to uh, uh, the deferring student loan interest. There will be some small issues that he will be able to, I think, placate the NDP. So long as he's got the NDP in line and the few Greens that don't really matter anyway in terms of their numbers, uh, he'll probably be able to legislate and work effectively, at least for a while. Well, Jugmeat acted like last night was a big win for the NDP. In fact, some people... That was one of the silliest things. Right. All of them were hurt in one way or another, perhaps with the exception of the bloc. Yeah. they all made it sound like it was a grand victory. And uh, ironically, some of the the nonsense was true. The NDP lost almost half their seats, Mm -hmm. but nonetheless have influence that they haven't had in in, in many years. Yeah. Is that where his win is? Is that where his win is then? Because, you know, he lost a lot of seats. In fact, they, they were shut out of the GTA with a, an exception of a couple of seats in Hamilton. So for Jugmeat acting like this is a win, is it a win because Trudeau's sort of been neutered and he'll have to work with the NDP? Well, that's true. It's, it's, it's circumstantial. It's not because the party did so much better than last time. They didn't do better than last time. They got almost shut out in Quebec. But the, the circumstances are that, in fact, he is going to have influence in this parliament that he didn't have even Jack Layton when he had over 100 seats back in 2011. He didn't have the influence then because that was a majority conservative government. This is a minority government. The NDP will have influence, but in fact, in terms of the public reaction, it was a downturn. The conservatives are up from 95 seats to 121, but it's not the result that Scheer was hoping for. He wants to be prime minister and, you know, he's kind of implying that this is the way um, the uh, former prime minister Harper started out. So I'm going to keep going. What got in the way, Doug Ford factor or the fact that Canadians are kind of nervous about a socially conservative Conservative leader, and we're really more centrists. Oh, it's both. It's both. Uh, look, the, just as uh, the Trudeau should be reaching out to the West, without question, the Conservatives should be uh, reaching out to the big cities. They did not connect in the big cities in Montreal, Toronto, even Winnipeg and Vancouver. The Conservatives did not do particularly well in those areas. Um, I, I personally think that Sheer will not be around for the next election. I think Conservatives will get the knives out for him, even though he's trying to make it sound like this is just the first stage in the same kind of process that uh, that Harper went through. Uh, I do not think he is the most effective leader. I don't, do not think he ran it. I'm not sure any of them ran great campaigns, mm-hmm. but uh, with the exception perhaps of the block leader, but uh, that uh, Scheer did not run a good campaign. And I think many in the Conservative Party will realize they are going to have to make some sort of gesture toward urban Canada, especially urban Ontario, because they really did terribly there. Would it help the Conservative Party to revisit its past and go back to the days of the progressive Conservatives and drop the changes that were made after they aligned with the Alliance Party? Uh, Probably. Uh, I'm not sure that's about to happen, because the fact is the Conservative Party is sort of divided even within itself. But if they had more of a, a John Tory kind of approach mm-hmm. to, uh, to urban Ontario, I'm sure they would do better. But that doesn't seem to be what sells out west, and indeed, particularly the pipeline. Well, one issue that did emerge, and I don't think can be ignored anymore, is climate change. Climate change is a real division. In Alberta, oil is absolutely essential to their economy. And in much of the rest of the Canada, Canada, there's a concern about, uh, about carbon emissions. And I'm not sure the Conservatives are going to be... There's many more people that live in urban Canada than live in Alberta and Saskatchewan. And that's a real problem the Conservatives are going to have to deal with with that is not so it's not going to be just a problem for trudeau it's it's and the liberals it's a problem for the conservatives as well separatism the idea of it raised its head again with the uh the bloc winning so many seats in quebec you know there's a real sense of alienation it's obvious now but out in the prairies that you know we saw them go conservative is there a legitimate fear that we're going to see a separatist movement cropping up in alberta and saskatchewan i don't know where they're going to separate <laughs> 
whether they think they're going to be they're, they're not going to move the province you know into the middle of the of the Pacific Ocean they're still going to, they're, hopefully there can be some kind of accommodation I don't think the energy sector it's too important to the Canadian economy to be ignored entirely but to think that they're going to be able to the, the energy economy is changing anyway and there's less demand for the kind of oil that's being produced in Alberta but the fact is is Alberta is whether the sentiment of separation is popular in Alberta or not it may well be in some places I can't imagine how Alberta separating is in any way going to improve their economy or give them more leverage for the rest of Canada. Uh, perhaps if they think they're going to join the United States the pre- and that they're going to get a pipeline out of Alberta that way. Um, a lot of this is far-fetched fantasy. Okay. I, it does get talked about, and I'm sure the media will cover it. I do not think Quebec's, or excuse me, Alberta is about to separate. Okay, let me ask you this then. Uh, it, d- does Trudeau have to adjust the way he talks to them? I'm going to play a clip here. Last night he said this. And two Canadians in Alberta and Saskatchewan know that you are an essential part of our great country. I've heard your frustration, and I want to be there to support you. Let us all work hard to bring our country together. I know that he's trying to channel a great order of some sort, but it sounds like he's dismissive. Yeah, that's, that's, that's lovely. Um, look, frankly, they should all change. They should all modify a little bit. But it, 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 it's certainly true of Trudeau, but it's even probably truer of the of the Conservatives because there are more people that live in the liberal parts of the country, the big cities, than live in the areas that the Conservatives are strong. There's a great deal of enmity between them. Oh, look, the fact that Trudeau stepped on uh, on sheer speech, you know, and, and be, clearly that it was an insulting you know, behavior, is not going to in any way uh, increase the uh, the amity that's going to exist in the in the House of Commons when they they finally get back together in Ottawa. It, look, it's not a particularly good scenario. Hopefully the the Liberals and the Conservatives can both modify a bit. The Conservatives have to open themselves up to the fact that their message does not play in urban Canada, and that's where most people live. And as long as they are basically just talking about uh, the rights of pipelines and forgetting about, uh, about climate change, uh, they, that is not going to be a winning message to take over the government in the future. One day it will probably happen. I don't know that Sheer is the, uh, is the vehicle for that particular matter. And I, my hunch is that the, the next political change in terms of leadership will be people grumbling about Sheer and the Conservatives do you think it'll happen quickly, Barry? I would. The smart move is yes, because minority governments don't last for four years. The average minority government lasts about a year and a half. And if, they're, if it's going to be done, we'll see. That will, uh, I, I would think a lot of conservatives are going to be unhappy with Sheer. He did really well in certain parts of the country, mm-hmm. but they won most of the seats there even before. They, what they have to do is crack into the cities, especially in Ontario. I mean, it's not just that they didn't win in, in the city of Toronto, but they didn't win in a lot of very close ridings in the GTA in places like Oakville and Mississauga and Brampton. A couple of wins in York Region, but not a lot. That's what they really got to thinking about, because they, they are, what, over 50 seats short of a majority. That They're much further from a majority than the Liberals would be in some future election. Barry, I want to thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. Happy to chat. Cheers. That's Barry Kay. He's a political science professor at Wilfrid Laurier University.